met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face. The blackest eyes. The devil's eyes. Stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Welcome to another episode of Subconscious Realms. I'm your host, General Lee. Uh, and for tonight, oh, I've been looking forward to this one. Um, we welcome uh, another member of the Greyhound Pagans podcast. Um, this time, we've got um, Charles of Ash with us, mate. Uh, now then, Ash. Hail. Uh, nice to uh, be speaking to you, mate, again. Uh, I, when I joined your show with uh, Stein, not last Monday, Monday before. It was um, quality, mate. You know, what's more fascinating than fucking dwarves and elves and stuff? Mate, I love it. Love it all. <laughs> we we do get into some uh we do get into some odd topics, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's brilliant Stein, isn't it? It really is. He's, uh, his knowledge on the Norse Pantheon is um, extraordinary. Yes. Yes. We uh we we do a lot of a lot of the talk we have in in our normal tribal chats are pagan related. A lot of it yeah. Norse or Germanic. I'm I'm more of a Germanic pantheon. He's more of a Norse. But I mean, everybody knows the overlap is identical. It's it's the same pantheon, just with minor variations to the names that are slightly different. I love that. And, and how how long have you, you don't Stein for? Oh, um, you know, I originally met Stein back in, I want to say 2012 or 13 in the Asatru community. The what, sorry? It, it's, um, it's kind of another pagan circle. Um, the Asatru community kind of took a turn, though, that everybody didn't like, and they went very woke. So everybody just kind of like stepped away from them and started doing their own thing. And then oddly enough, um, I seen him again, you know, later on as we're both searching for other pagan groups and uh, he started his own tribe and I, I joined and have been a happy member for quite some time. Oh, that's brilliant. That way. It's, um, I think it, it, Makes it that bit more special for you, why you've because like you've previously met him and then you re it's like you've met him again. Yeah, you you know you've met him again for a reason. I honestly do believe that, and I think with yeah. what we're and with the tribe now and with the heathen rebirth in the, in the world, it's uh it's going to create big ripples and big changes very soon. Yeah, well that's good because uh, I know it's always um. Always positive whenever I speak to Stein. You know, he's a very talented individual. And as himself, I mean, I know we've only spoke that once, but that was a fascinating uh, conversation. Yeah, Stein Stein is definitely the the leader of our tribe. He's he's the one that holds it together and that holds the law in the tribe, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've I've always been... uh, a researcher, uh, a deep diver into different topics. And uh, I've always been really into my heritage, my ancestry. And uh, half of my family are imported from Germany. You know, my, I have one grandmother that was a Mayflower uh, rider. She, she came over here with the Mayflower. Um, her family did, excuse me. And 
two of my grandparents came from Germany, one from Italy. So I'm half German and a lot of Cornish and Welsh and uh, a bit of Italian. And I, I a nice it. mix, mate. And then think of all the food. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the yeah. crazy thing is with, with the mix in, in lineage, I, uh, I did get this terrible intolerance for heat. And oddly enough, I've lived in Florida my whole life. Oh, you don't like the heat? Oh, I often hate it, man. <laughs> oh, mate. I, I hate it. I, say, I, I wouldn't say I hate it, but I much prefer, I thrive when it's cold and dark. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess that's I, where you, you like you've got good. you know we're in Europe and it's yeah. fucking dark and cold most of the time here. We finally got a day that it's down into like the upper fifties, and with Florida humidity, it's always a hundred percent humidity here. So when it's when it's thirty degrees in Florida, which it's really rare, but it's like the difference between putting your hand in a freezer. And then putting your hand in cold water. The freezer is cold, but it yeah. takes a while to get to you. The cold yeah. water, you feel that shit instantly. That's how Florida cold is. Florida heats the same way, man. It gets you to the yeah. bone instantly. Yeah, I think it was it was 2000 and actually 2012, because Alicia was six, my daughter. We went to Florida, Orlando, and we went for three weeks, you know, like um uh, to Universal and Disney and all Disney that. Yeah. And, you know, nice it, it was it was nice, mate. It was nice. It was it's, hot it's a, as fuck. Dude, it's about at what time of year did you come? Um, it was. I'll tell you when it was. It Fourth of July was on. Oh God. Yeah, man, you came in the summer. <laughs> you got to feel it. Yeah, it was hot. Um, I remember Alicia being. She got a bit of heat rash. When we first yeah. got there, um, and it poured out for a couple of days. Well, August and September are our best months here for heat. Yeah. And I, I basically will not be outside at all. I have chronic pancreatitis, so I have a hard time rehydrating myself. I can't drink liquids very quickly. And growing up as a kid, I always had a, a job outside working in construction you know, and basically was sweating my ass off my whole life. I I grew up in Florida. I had heat strokes, you know, a few different times, but it wasn't ever anything severe. And then uh, all of a sudden I got chronic pancreatitis when I was like 39, 38, somewhere in there. And it, it changed my, uh, it changed my ways a lot. Yeah. What's it called again, man? Chronic pancreatitis. It's it's when your pancreas basically is constantly inflamed. It's it's the one the one thing that relates to um labor pains on the pain scale. Oh. I bet that's very unpleasant that night. Um it oh, has sorry, I'm sorry. It I, has did its... you say yeah, have you always had that then? No, no, it it's something that spawned on later on. Um I had an accident happen to me at work where um, I had a semi that I, I, I'm a diesel mechanic I and like I had this. a semi that I was working on. Um, somebody walked over and kicked one of the chalk blocks out from underneath the back tire and the truck started to roll while I was underneath it. And I got about halfway out from underneath it and the front tires dropped down off of a curb. And oh, I was on a, yeah, I was on a creeper halfway under the gas tank and it pressed my abdomen down into an area that was only about three and a half to four inches thick. And, uh, it was right, right over my lungs, heart, stomach, everything. Well, I came out of it. All right. As far as I thought, but about two weeks later, I started getting this wicked pain in my abdomen. And, uh, I, man, it felt like somebody was running an auger, through my chest like a giant corkscrew and it had yeah. my guts wound up around it and it was just getting tighter and tighter and tighter it was the weirdest feeling and i had oh, no that must have been fucking horrible that mate dude it, i it got to the point where like i 
I felt it at first on a Monday and I looked at my wife and said, "On something is wrong. I, I think I'm going to like try not eating tomorrow and fast for a day and uh, see if that helps. I went to work. I tried to fast, but I had to keep my sugar up working because in the sun, you'd sweat so much shit out. And uh, I I got home Tuesday and I I felt even worse. You know, Wednesday rolls around. Now I'm trying to make it till Friday and I'm like going to go to the doctor so I don't miss any work. You know what I mean? I figure if I go to the hospital on a Friday and I have to stay, it'll be for the weekend and I'll be back to work Monday. Yeah. And uh, well, it didn't turn out like that. A Thursday I was standing in our bedroom and I just collapsed from pain and I wound up in the hospital. Um, I was septic. I had an internal infection. Um, they had to re immediately remove my gallbladder. My pancreas was swollen up to like three times its size. And uh, I, I literally thought I was going to die. Well, I was in there for about seven days on antibiotics, a steady liquid drip. And I, I was also horribly dehydrated. And uh, that's another thing. Since I got chronic pancreatitis, I just can't rehydrate myself properly at all. And it, that's the worst part being in Florida. Um, but I wound up in the hospital again about a week later. And then about a month and a half later, again, for another week, until about the sixth or seventh time, the doctor's like, you're not having acute pancreatitis flare-ups. You have chronic pancreatitis. They did a couple other tests, checked my enzyme levels. Now, the human pancreas creates several enzymes that the body uses to break down food. Right. Everybody knows about diabetes and what insulin is that's one of the things your pancreas creates but it also creates several proteins and different things that are used to break down food uh different enzymes uh lipase amylase and prolase and mine basically stopped producing them so i wasn't digesting food at all like it would go in and come out looking exactly the same like next to no change and uh, I was losing weight, like, ridiculously. Um, they finally got me on an enzyme replacement, yeah. but I'll have to take them continuously. And they gave me about a 15-year cap conservatively before my pancreas just finally gives out. Because it's a degenerative thing. It's something that there is no, at this point in time in medicine, there is no cure for it. Well, I mean... The thing is, Ash, right, um, with the way technology is, that might change. So, oh, yeah, without a yeah. doubt. It, but just for me, mate, you're very lucky. You're very lucky to be alive. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's what uh, that's what I'm told by several doctors. Like the the situation that you're in with the truck, and then going septic with chronic pancreatitis. Um, I've, I've gone septic two different times and didn't realize that I was having an issue because I didn't feel the tremendous pain on those particular times. It was just like a, a mild thing. Yeah. But uh, all of the sudden, you know, you, you, you can't hold anything down. You start changing color. You look almost like a yellowish jaundice color and uh, it gets bad. I mean, it, oh, it's. Yeah. Sounds it. I mean, yeah. I, I'm, di I'm diabetic and. Uh... Oddly, oh, yeah. that first that first bout in the hospital, the first time I got hospitalized with it, is when I ran back into Stein. I was laying in the hospital bed with my phone in my hand, bored as hell, and I I I wanted a community of pagans to talk to because obviously I'm not a Christian. I you know my life is in danger. I don't want to call a priest in a Christian priest or Catholic priest to, to speak to them. So I was looking for a community and I ran back into Stein. He had just created the tribe of the Greyhorn Pagans. And uh, here, here we are today. Well, um, well, I made up, you've met Stein again. Um, but, mate, do, I don't think we realize, do we, how lucky we are sometimes? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, like I am diabetic, and and I have problems when when my sugars drop. That's when I have problems. Oh I've yeah, I've got to keep them at a certain certain. I've got to. I I need sugar because everybody's different. Something yeah. is diabetic's different, and 
got to keep it between 90 and 115 for me. If it gets below 90, it starts crashing real fast. And by the time it hits about 39, 40 to 39, I'm out cold. Yeah, blackout, yeah. Yeah, it's um, horrible, isn't it? Especially when when you lose time and, like, you don't know what you've done. Yeah, it's happened to me at work before where all of a sudden I wake up in an ambulance. I'm like, yo, what the hell happened? Your your blood sugar dropped, you passed out, and they had to call 911. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, serious shit, man, isn't it? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, a lot of people overlook diet, and I have found out that my diet and chronically high cholesterol with American food standards is uh, what fucked me up, man. That's what caused... Between the truck and my chronically high cholesterol is what caused yeah. chronic pancreatitis. Well, so you're going through all that, mate. Um, I, I hope things turn around for you. Or at least improve. Uh, I'm sure they will. I'm sure we will. I, I, and everybody, uh, you know, I and I understand everybody apologizes when they hear it, but I've dealt with it long enough that I've come to terms with it. I just want to see my, my my one thing is I definitely want to see my son become an adult because I got a five year old right now, and oh, uh, with them giving me about fifteen years conservatively, I, I should be able to see him become an adult, and that's the one thing that I don't want to. Uh, I've been watching my diet and I've changed so many different things about my damn lifestyle, you know, just to try to squeeze the extra years, but uh, yeah. I, I think they're going to change that's, me, and and they will find something soon. That's the toughest part, though. Honestly, you know everything. I've come to grips with just about all of it. You know, I've I've made my peace with my gods long ago, and uh, that's the one aspect that that I do uh, that I do not look forward to is having to face my son when it's going down. Uh, I, I'm. I'm pretty sure it'll change, mate. Um, oh, yeah. The techno- technology now, because there's so much they can do. So mm-hmm. I would... Um, you want to be fine, mate, hopefully. Oh, yeah. Well, with the advances they have now, just since the time yeah. I found out it, um, they've made certain advances where they can actually do, like, a lobe transplant to a pancreas. They can't. Uh, they can't replace the whole thing. They can just replace part of it. And they attach right. it to what what you have left of your pancreas, so it's like a a partial lobe transplant. Is that like uh, like when you you people and they've got like uh, like an artificial um, you can get artificial parts, can't you? What I'm trying to say is like uh, for, just for example, an artificial limb. Yeah, is, would that work in the same contents like? Well, the the thing about the pancreas is with the artificial limb, not currently unless they could lab grow a um, an organic one, right. which they're not too far away from what I understand in actually doing that. Oh. But it's not a filter like a kidney or a liver um, where they can imitate some of the process. Like they, they do have a filtration artificial kidney that they can put into people. It's a temporary thing, but it works until they can get a kidney transplant. The pancreas produces enzymes. So it's not something that they can trick a machine into doing. Um, the replacement enzymes that I take from what I understand, they're harvested from swine. So just like insulin. They get it from pigs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look at it like uh, like the medical technology, how it's changed. Like when we was, um, are you about the same age as me? Like I'm 45. I'm 41, yeah. Yeah, so roughly the same age. Uh, when, when we was growing up, you never heard about anything like this, did you? No. No. You know, the, the biggest change you hear about, it, I remember being a kid and hearing about the Jarvik artificial heart and then them starting to do human heart replacements. And I mean, I've seen the leaps and bounds in, in the medical field. You know what I mean? Just in the last 40 years, we've seen absolute leaps and bounds in medicine. We've seen more development in medicine in the last 10 to 15 years 
than we had in the last 80 previously. So without a doubt, I, you know, I know that there is some, some type of solution that'll, that'll come along and give me at least at the very least more time. Yeah. yeah and you're especially, you're in a good place for it, actually in, in America. I think oh, you've man. probably got one of the, the best, like, the, like the leaders in uh, the medical. I am so blessed to be in Florida for a few different reasons. Um, when I first got diagnosed, they were sending me to a research hospital at the University of Florida called Shands, S-H-N-D-S. And uh, they're the ones that finally diagnosed me and found out what was totally wrong. Because for the longest time, like I said, they had me diagnosed with acute pancreatitis recurring. And that would insinuate that something I was doing was causing it to inflame. But what they weren't realizing is that it was always inflamed. Until right. later on, when I went to Shans, that's when they figured that out, that it wasn't an acute thing that kept happening. It was chronic. Yeah, yeah. But that led me into a, that led me back down a, a pagan rabbit hole. And like I said, it, it put me where I am today. I, it's, there's nothing I can change about it. I can't regret it. I can't, you know, I can't look back at the past and spend all my time thinking about trying to change, you know, my diet as a teenager and all that crap. So, you know, move forward and try to leave something great for your children. And that's yeah. what I want. I want to uh I want to leave the first pagan reservation in the name of the Greyhorn Pagans for my sons. I want nice them to mate. have a place. I want them to have a place where they can they can grow up and not worry about people making fun of their religion, you know? And that's the one thing that people hear Odinist and they automatically think golden era Vikings, rape robin pillage, all this medieval stuff and that's that was a very small snippet from pagan slash viking culture and that was basically the scandinavian vikings and that was kind of a revenge for everything that happened from theodosius the second created a set of laws in Rome and I want to say 327 AD yeah. called the Theodosian Code. It was Theodosian Code. Yes, it it was ratified by Valentinian the 3rd and actually signed into law and it made it legal for any of the the Christian peoples basically to kill or convert any pagans and as a reward they got their land now that gave them a lot more reason to kill than convert so from 328 a.d clear up until let's say the witch hunts in north america and the 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 native american indians being killed under the same standards and having their land taken I, this has been happening to pagan peoples since the 300 AD. Yeah. So our our ancestors have been on the run or hiding our religion from people ever since then. And I don't think we should. I mean, America claims to be free of religious persecution. But have you seen the names, the, the things that have been done in America just in the name of religion? Right. I think I think. Um... Religion, my opinion on religion now, this won't go down well, but I'm, you know, we've all got uh, our own perspective on how we see things. And to me, religion is toxic. Or, or maybe the people uh, in control are toxic. Absolutely. The Vatican has perverted religion. There you go, mate, the Vatican, yeah, yeah. Even the Orthodox Church of England, they, they have perverted religion. They have turned it into a pyramid scheme with money, dude. And that is yeah. the most unrighteous thing you could possibly do. You know, when when I speak of religion, the Norse people often 
would practice alone. They didn't have a weekly church that they went to. They had meetings a few times a year that were communal meetings like the thing tide. Yeah. And that was a holiday where everybody would come together from all the different tribes. They would gather at the the Jarl's place or the their communal meeting hall and they would have these enormous meetings where the entire tribe uh, or the entire clan of tribes came together tribe of yeah. clans however you want to word it and uh th that was their that was their gatherings for religion but in in germanic religion we practice order and remembering why our ancestors practiced the holidays that they did yeah. and they they did it as is a yearly cycle it 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 followed the, their seasonal winter, which was hard for them. You know, when, when you got into areas of northern Germany, north up into Scandinavia, you didn't have four seasons. They had winter and not winter. <laughs> and that, that was basically how they measured their year. You know, yeah. it's winter, it's not winter. You know, and they're their uh their lives were were rough you know even in like tacitus germania coming from rome or greece at the time tacitus headed north seen the germanic tribes and said he couldn't understand why they spent so much time processing their harvest as opposed to eating it and doing commerce with it yeah. and i think he forgot he, he just neglected to understand their their seasonal readiness you know they would come down south. There were a lot of the southern farms that the Germanic peoples did trade and barter, but they would trade and barter their grains with other people that were, you know, slightly north of them who couldn't grow grains where they were at, and they would get things that they couldn't get. You know, he, he said that uh, they seemed barbaric because they didn't like to do commerce with coin like civilized man. They preferred to barter and trade in commodities. I would much rather go to I would rather process. Now, and, and that's what the Germanic people's religion was about. Yes, they praised gods, but their organization of religion was about bringing community together. It was about keeping your tribe, your tribe, your family, you know, like there, there were members of your, your, your tribe that were family, even though they were not family. And that that is that's how they they kept everything together. Well, when when the raids started happening from Constantine and later emperors, uh, Theodosius, Valentinian, they all continued it on. They were wiping pagans out, man. So that golden era Viking raids that happened from 800 up to 1200, a meager 350 to 400 years is nothing in comparison when you look at what was done to them for you know uh, almost 500 years previous and a thousand years after yeah 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 i mean at least after you think that things would die down but i don't think it did did it no no i mean you still see to this very day like people mocking and making fun of people who are Odinists. And I mean, it's basically mostly non-secular people, but you do get Christians that mock as well. You know, your God with a magical hammer, you, they'll say weird things like that. And it's like, hold on a minute, man. Your God walked on water and created wine out of water. Yeah. Why is it? Why is it so obtuse that my God has a hammer with lightning abilities? You know, like hypocrites, I, I, hypocrites mate. I, you know, I I don't I don't get that. You know, I mean, yeah. do I think that everything went down the way that it says in the Eddas? No, I think that is an interpretation. I do think our gods were not Homo sapiens. Our gods were larger beings, maybe Denisovans even, right? They, they, they may or may not have been part of the race that they're finding in the, the caves in Russia. 
you know, with, with um, abnormally large features, you know what I mean? People of nine feet in height. And, you know, I, I honestly believe that our gods are, are also our ancestors and they were a hybrid of a larger previous race. Um, in Greek mythology, they would call them Titans. In Roman yes, mythology, yes, yes, um, in, in our mythology, we call them Jotuns. Um, there's Jotuns, the giants. Um, they're, they're a different breed than human. And I think you look at the word giant, it comes from Gigante. And it literally means born of the earth. I think we have this common misconception in modern society that everything that is referred to as a giant in old texts was enormous. I think when they used the term gigante, they, they actually meant born of the earth. Now, that could have meant several things, like they were cave dwellers. You know, when you see people emerging from caves, they were born of the earth, right? Or, and, and this is my theory, that they had some kind of lost ability that has been lost to us since that allowed them to work with earth and stone in a way that we can't anymore. Like in the creation of all of the megalithic structures on earth, where like, how did they move those giant blocks? It would have taken da 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 da. Or it would have taken a very small piece of maybe even a very minute natural technology if you will that we have just since lost yes you know i think uh, that's that's very interesting you saying that because i mean what else could it be you know being people mention or nephilim uh, for example nephilim might have uh, built the pyramids now maybe yes but you know it, it might have been some sort of technology and now see uh, I think I think when 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 the Bible's talking about Nephilim, right? I think they're talking about what we would refer to as the Titans or the Jotuns. And I think after the flood, they were wiped out. There were no yeah. more of them. Now, so like equivalent now, to like a demi demigod. Yes. Now what we have are their their ancestors. They're the diluted versions of them. You know, and I think I think that they, the Jotuns or the Titans, they actually died two cycles ago. Right now, the Earth goes through the twenty five thousand nine hundred year precession cycle. And every time it does, we, we run through an ice age and a global catastrophe, a flood. Um, a lot of people have done the research and, and think that it's going to be a magnetic polar flip. And there are signs of the flip. Yeah, there there are signs that um, that's happening now, but what that does is it causes the the viscous center of the Earth that normally free spins. It's not viscous anymore when the mag magnetism goes to flip. There's a brief period where it stops, and that molten iron core that's spinning grabs onto the plates. It's no longer slippery. It grabs the plates and it's still spinning at a massive amount of speed. And what that does is it throws the continents underwater for the most part. Um, it spins the land so hard that the water just comes right over top of it. And that is the global floods, the global deluges that we hear about in the biblical stories. You know, and that's a uh, it's a recurring thing. And I, I honestly think that the. The gods that we would that that would have been uh, Odin's parents. They died two deluges ago. The last, in between the last deluge, there were still a lot of hybrid gods walking around. That's who we would know as Odin and Thor yeah. and all of them. Another catastrophe happens, Ash. wipes most of them out. Yes. Ash, sorry, mate, do us a favor. You know your volume on your, could you, I just have a fudge about because it's like echoing. I'm, I'm getting it echoing. It might just be um... Hold on. Let me let me adjust it a bit. Uh, cheers, mate. Thank you. Sorry, pal. Is that better? That's better. That yeah, yeah. All right. Wait, before, like I could hear myself echoing, like as if it was <laughs> storming my voice or something. 
Uh, but yeah, sorry about uh, that, Nick. So uh, I, honestly, I believe that uh, the gods that we knew as Thor, Odin, and them were still alive after or before the last deluge, right? Yeah. Now, after the last deluge, some of them survived, right? And right. it was it, a lot of the main deities did survive. They were already in higher ground. You know, look, look at the areas that they were living in of northern Germany up into Scandinavia. It's very mountainous. So even if there was a, a vast global catastrophe, nine out of ten says that up in the mountains, they probably would have survived most of it or a lot of them would have. So I think that's we get Thor and, and Odin and Freya and, and all of the gods in between the last two deluges then that happens and it wipes a few of them out now we still have the main deities that are in the eddas we still have odin we still have thor but some of the the lesser gods are wiped out then in 536 a.d we still don't know exactly what happened or where but the dark ages happened right yes. now we have the the rook rune stone um i don't remember if it's in sweden or Switzerland, but there's a rune stone that was found not too long ago, and it's got a story on it, basically, and it tells of Ragnarok, and it dates it, and it actually puts Ragnarok right at the Dark Ages. Really? So I think in our in our Voluspa, the the very end of the Eddas, the tales of the um the coming of Ragnarok and then the happening of it that was a prophecy by the vulva um they they told the story of what happened and i think it already did happen it happened during the dark ages and i think the gods that we have now are the ones that it says survived the ragnarok which would be um thor's sons magni and modi and odin's sons balder and hoder and uh vidar and valley now they survived say, with two humans. They say Bogner, then did you say mate? Bogner. What was that what, what, what was the other uh, god you said then? So it's Bogner. Okay. Thor's sons were Magni yeah. and Modi. Magni Molder, yeah, yeah. Then you had four of Odin's sons that survived. Balder okay. and Hoder. Okay. And then two more were Vidar and Valley. Yeah, that was it, mate. Vidar and Valley. Nice one, mate. Thank you. Now, they survived along with two humans, Lif and Lifrasir, which means life and flowing with life, basically. And uh, the assumption it was um, a man and a woman, and the Lifrasir, the assumption might have been that she was pregnant at the time. But right, those okay. two survived. They were put in a hole up on up on a mountain in a tree. And after the deluge and Ragnarok went down, they were basically the last surviving humans in that area or in that region. And uh, it was them and six gods. And they they found a new place, named it Idaval, and started Germania. I think fascinating, that, uh, isn't it? it really is fascinating. I think that brings us right up to modern day where we are now. And I think we're looking at a second Ragnarok because I don't think Ragnarok was a one-time thing. It's a cycle. It's cyclical. And I think we are, we're seeing the age of chaos that happens before Ragnarok because there's a lot of, a lot of signs that are starting to show right now. Give me one second, bud. Yeah, no problem, mate. No problem. Okay, we'll find something else now. I'll be in in a few minutes. All right. Hello, mate. Yeah, right. yeah, man. He, he came out here. Can I change the TV to YouTube? I don't like him watching YouTube on the TV. 
and because he'll he'll watch it for hours, you know, and I don't mind him going on watching a few of the little shows that he watches. But once yeah. YouTube's algorithm takes over. Oh, yeah. 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 You know, he, he starts out just watching Lanky Box play play Roblox. And then uh, pretty soon, if he doesn't pick the remote up and find another video, YouTube's algorithm will have him watching a teddy bear punch Hitler in the face while nursery rhymes play in the background. <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> Crazy stuff, dude. No, I'm, I'm not kidding. Like, you, you don't know how many times, like, he's fallen asleep with his tablet. And the algorithm takes over after he doesn't touch the screen for X amount of time and starts promoting videos and playing new videos and auto playing till finally after about five or six videos in it gets to some really obscure shit man yeah it's uh i know i'm, I'm going to be doing um uh, an episode with you know looks of the occult rejects soon and yeah Lux, Lux has been researching the youtube kid stuff oh man let me tell you about youtube all right, we've seen the Twitter files, right? Everybody knows what's happening with the Twitter files. We know the American government colluded to do a whole bunch of shit, and they were silencing people before the election so they could put Biden in office, all right? There's yeah. no debating that anymore. I mean, we have the receipts. It's there. So our government has this really bad habit of doing this thing where they want to deny something happened until they're absolutely red-handed about it right like look yeah. just recently uh have you heard of pegasus the spyware oh actually i have yeah is this this the right. spyware what they put you can get through your mobile phone last last january news breaks that our government gets a hold of this spyware and the government's like no we don't have that they deny it about two weeks later, another story breaks. Hey, um, yeah, we do have that spyware, but we would never use it on American people. Yeah. yeah. Then about another week later, the st another story breaks. Um, well, we do have that spyware, and we did use it on American people, but it was only a test. And it's like, all right, dude, we see where this is going already. Yeah. You know, like... Pretty soon you will have your eye in my face all the time. All right, give me one moment. What's up, bud? Okay, go find your there. Take a bush. Hurry. Yeah, Ash, if you want, maybe we can back to it and we can, you know, another day. No, Just mate, it's fine. To... He's sure. He's uh no problem though. No, he's he entertains himself 99% of the time. He just gets really curious when I'm on a podcast and yeah, he wants yeah. to hear it. He wants to see it. Yeah, he's both, mate. <laughs> yeah, he's he is he's more curious than anything. Yeah, but that that's a uh that's a that's new a thing we're dealing with, bro. With uh with Google, that that whole blocking and suppressing of things with Twitter. I hope people don't think that Google and Facebook and Instagram and all the other search engines aren't doing the same thing because I mean, there's a lot of evidence that Google is literally hiding and covering up our history and not only, not only just masking it in some areas, changing it. And I, I think this is where we get the Mandela effect from, right? I think that, it's not a change that happened when CERN fired up the Large Hadron Collider or some weird crap like that. I think it is as simple as Google going in and, let's say, hiding this web page and promoting this one that that has their ideations in mind, right? Yeah. It's as simple as, as when you search for something, they don't have to get rid of it. They don't have to delete anything. They just have to not show you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And if, if you've ever noticed, when you go into Google, you search, it says like 2 million results, right? Well, yeah. do me a favor. When we get off this podcast, jump on Google, type in yeah. anything. I don't care what it is, right? It'll tell you how many results you have. Start scrolling through the pages. 
you'll notice that when you get to about page between 10 and 16, depending on what the topic is, how much there is on it out there, right? Between page yeah. 10 and 16, it'll start repeating the same results over and over. In other words, there's 2 million results, just not for you. <laughs> yeah. They're yeah, going to show they, you the same eight pages or 10 pages over and over again. Yeah, they, they, they just want us to see what they want us to see, nothing more. It's like I was on about, I did a show last night with Raven, and we was on about how, um, how controlling they are. Mm -hmm. It's all nice. about manipulation. And now, look at if you look at it historically, since the pagan hunts and everything that happened around, you know, the time of Christ, um, and everything that's been happening since with the wiping away of heathens, the chasing the snakes out of Ireland and all of that, yeah. the American witch hunts, the Spanish Inquisition, they've been covering up information and hiding it and only putting their information forth. And and they, do, they did the same thing with book burning and smashing stone tablets and wiping cave paintings off of walls. It, this is not something new, man. This has been happening since recorded history, you know? Yeah, I, I, it's funny you should mention that, Ash. Um, especially with, like, like the destruction of, uh, like, say, tablets, etc. Think of a mm -hmm. uh, couple, couple of years ago, Black Lives Matter, when they were ripping all the monuments down. Yeah. Yes. Just, that is an ideal example. You know, people yeah. say, oh, no, that doesn't happen. Okay, not only did that happen in plain view of everybody, you had half people supporting it because they thought it was for some tribal ideation, you know, and that's the crazy part. I think half of our country has literally been brainwashed by mainstream media, dude, to the point where these little dog whistle trigger things happen in public and these religious news watchers. I can't I don't know what else to call them because they're they're so ingrained into the pop culture politics of now that everything else around them flies around outside their bubble and they they've they've buried themselves in a separate world they've created a bubble where they have a reality that half of the country is racist and hates everybody and they actually believe that shit like i had a debate with somebody on twitter about ron DeSantis the other day they told me that he was going to be going to prison for killing half the people in florida and the reason that so many people were moving to Florida right now was because the property value was dropping because so many residents died during COVID. What? This is a person in America, in Washington state, that literally yeah. thinks half of the Florida population died of COVID, bro. So I'm, bizarre, isn't it? So bizarre. Bubbles. They've created bubbles of reality. I think yeah, half yeah. of this country is literally brainwashed. I can't say the country because it's, I think it's a global thing. I think the mainstream media has quite literally, through programming and nothing more, repetition of the same bullshit, brainwashed everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's evidence. Yeah. I mean, you, dude, you can look back at news broadcasts where the, these news broadcasters say they're doing independent reporting, yet you could bring up every news broadcast at the same time on certain nights and hear them using the exact same sentence. Like somebody sent them that sentence and said, here, base your headline around this. Yeah. <laughs> right? That is not independent reporting. That is not opinion reporting. That is not even just one reporter's opinion this is a main organization whispering in the ear of every news agency in the country yes, handing them all. a fortune cookie saying read this you know it's absurd how long that that's been going on how many people have been programmed by it and they're blind to it uh, i mean you know, don't get me wrong a lot of people have waken up to it now especially since like all of the stuff that happened since 2016 and January 6th and all of that, people got to see it firsthand, the gaslighting. You know what I mean? They yeah, got to see yeah. one group riot and pillage while another group got away with everything. 
You know what I mean? And like the one group that does a little bit of complaining, they don't actually cause damage to the Capitol at all. I mean, they broke down some barricades and trespassed. And then you had them locked in solitary confinement for almost two years. Some of them. Now, you wound up with people people during the George Floyd riot on camera firebombing things with Molotov cocktails and not getting prosecuted for it. It's an absolutely ah. upside down society, you know. Yeah, and that's not. Also, that's the, when, when, yeah, yeah. Also, um, Ash, when when they were suddenly at the riots, there was like pallet loads of bricks, just yeah. like like here red, we go for rioters to throw. Incidentally, dropped off right there where they were going to have a protest. They would have pallets yeah. of bricks dropped off. You know, and now over time, we got to see that as the setup that it was. And people started calling it out, you know. Um, I can't remember the gentleman's name, but right outside the Capitol during January 6th, the day before, there was a dude out there screaming with a bullhorn to, like, break down the barricades and break in. And they started screaming, Fed, Fed, Fed. And they oh, had is it who had, like, a Native American? Yeah. No, like, this, uh... this was an older white chap. Ah, right. Okay. And he he was out there. It became a big news story because everybody was like, who is this guy? Blah, blah, blah. And then they found out that he had some ties to the federal government and the FBI. And then the story just fell away. But this dude was out there trying to talk these people the day before into breaking into the Capitol. And they basically shunned him and, and called him out for what he was. It's badness, mate. It is madness. Yeah, I mean, the, now the thing about America is they have to disarm us before they can do anything severe, man. I don't think that'll happen, mate, to be honest with you. Um, Ever. I don't, I think, I think when they try to do that one thing, I think that's yeah. what will finally tip the scale into a civil war. Um, because I, I do see America as fractured right now, right? America is, is broken in a way that is irreparable. There is no reconciling the beliefs of the people in California with the beliefs of the people in Florida and Texas. You know what I mean? You have one group of people that think it's okay to abort a kid at nine months gestation and that it's not a human being and that that's okay. It's disgusting. disgusting, Right now I have a son that was born at six months gestation. He is 13 years old right now. When he was born, he was one pound, eight ounces. He was in an incubator for only one month. And then he went home with us at five and a half pounds. So you can't tell me that a woman at six months pregnant does not have a human being inside her. You know what I mean? And yeah, it's, uh, it's disgusting, Ash. You know, and I, I listen, with abortion and in general, I can't say that I'm completely against it because there are reasons that it needs to happen. There are, are, but they're rare. Okay. And right now it's just being used as a contraception. And I I think the, just that one split in beliefs between half of our country, just that one factor is enough to keep a fracture. Okay. Now, now you, you throw in all the other wedges that we have going on in society you know, with all of the woke propaganda and everything else that's going on about uh, gender affirmation and all of this for children, um, they, they're arguing that it's okay for a kid to make a life-changing choice to take hormone suppression drugs that will affect them for the rest of their lives and sterilize them. It's but seriously they're, up, mate. they're not old enough to vote. I'm just saying... If you can make a life-altering surgical decision at the age of four, why can't you vote? Why can't you drink liquor? How come you can't get tattoos? You know? Like, it's absurd. It's absurd the way they're willing to put one thing on one side of a fence and everything else on the other side of it and stand there on that fence proudly. You know? It's morally bankrupt on top of many other things. 
And I don't think we're ever going to fix that divide. So what I think needs to happen, and, and you know, it'll be tragic if it does happen, especially for a lot of states, um, is that the United States split, that we have some type of divorce, right? Where the, the multicultural demo democracy that they're using in California and New England, where they're letting non-citizens vote and all of this other stuff, can have their government and run it their way and then the republic of america florida texas georgia etc cetera, etc cetera, yeah. can keep their america exactly the way it has been keep going by the constitution and everybody could be happy but it's going to cause something really horrible to happen now new york just imagine this bud new york all of the sudden um, doesn't have imports of vegetables and meat from other states. Yeah. Let's say there is that fracture. Who's going to feed New York and Massachusetts? Who's who, where? Where are they going to get all of their food and supplies from? They're going to have yeah. to then bargain and barter and trade with the other states. So, I mean, it, it's going to cause this huge ripple that we're not prepared for, you know, and I, I honestly think it would cause the Democratic side of the United States to collapse the multicultural democracy, because where would all of their income tax money come from if they're handing it out in those states, but you have very few people paying it back in? Where is it going? Because a majority of the income tax comes from the breadbasket of the U.S., the central United States and all of the production states, you know, the, the states producing cattle and corn and grain, sugar, you know, exporting oranges. There's there's a lot of things that there's a lot of states that would self-sustain and be OK. Like Florida, yeah. Florida could not import anything from anybody and we'd be fine. We would get some petrol from Texas. Yeah. Other than that, we're golden. You know, yeah. it's like you know when uh, when they were going to do well, well um, the UK to be in the EU. Change the TV, find something else to watch. They were trying trying to get us to join the EU, um, and we was voted uh, out of it. Now we can quite easily, like you're saying, sustain mm -hmm. our own. We don't need to import everything. Yeah. You don't get me wrong, there are some things what we need to import, but of course. Of course. And that, and that, that also supports like local businesses as well. Yes. And that's that's America the way it was born. The yeah. America is a grassroots system. All right. And now we have this lumbering oak tree of the government starting to cast shade on our grass. And it's killing it. It's well, dead leaves are falling off and smothering our grass and our grass roots. And our government has gotten so bloated, General, and so poor seen that it's 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 going to burst. You know, yeah. they're they're taking so much US money and throwing it outside of the country that they're literally deflating our balloon and, and collapsing it and killing our grass roots. You know? Well, do you know something? That's right. It's like um, the the Ukraine. All the money what's going to Ukraine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's it's crazy. It's a hundred billion dollars gone. Is that no. how much it is now? A hundred billion. A hundred billion, close to it. Fuck. It, it was like Jeez. it was like eighty eighty nine billion, and then we were sending over more military equipment and stuff. And that and that's the other thing. We've sent them tons of cash aid, cash, literal transfer of funds, but we've given them billions more in military equipment. And yeah. now they're asking us for cluster bombs. Bro, th th I mean. Cluster bombs? Yeah. Yeah, the Ukraine is requesting U.S. cluster bombs. That's it, it doesn't make any sense, does it? Considering that they don't want to be at war, but yet the right. 
Well, I mean, not a lot of people are aware that now the, the, the funny thing is I, I remember this so well because it started on my birthday. Um, February 24th, Russia dropped the first bombs. They, they retaliated. What they don't, what a lot of people don't realize is that was retaliation. It wasn't an initial attack. Right. And they're playing it off on the news like it was Russia doing an initial attack. What happened was the Ukraine went in, and I'm not sure if it was Donbass. I can't remember. I'd have to look back now. But there was an area that they knocked the water supply out of. Now, you have an area of like 1.5 million people without running water. And they were blocking the water from coming in there. And Russia, in order to get water to them, had to beat back Ukrainians. And that's what they did on February 24th. See, now, now, no, what people don't realize is that is something is that, is, that was a conflict that had been going on for over three months already. And the Ukrainians had already dropped over 80 bombs in different areas right in that in that little skirmish before Russia even launched the first. So it's 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 another gaslighting. You know what I mean? We're watching it happen in real time. We're watching the news tell us that Russia is just attacking this poor, helpless little country, right? When this poor, helpless little country has been a virus to them for the last couple years, you know, since we've implanted Zelensky as the governor there and peeled their past government apart. And, you know, we, we literally implanted an actor portraying the fucking ruler of their country yeah, as yeah. the ruler of their country. It's ironic, isn't it, mate? I mean, he does a movie and we see him playing the Ukrainian president and it's so convincing that we overthrow their government and replace him as the Ukrainian president. Like, yeah. come on, man. We've yeah. got to see problems with what we're doing, you know? Yeah, it's, it is. It's fucking beyond crazy. Like, I love the country that I grew up in in the 80s and 90s, man. America was free and great, and racism yeah. was something that you stopped hearing about. You know what I mean? There was, when I was a kid growing up, dude, all the way up until, you know, 2016, you didn't hear about racism. You had the little riots that happened in um, the 90s in, in over the Rodney King and Reginald Denny thing, right? And that was it. Like, I mean, we don't have a humongous active Ku Klux Klan. There's not groups of neo-Nazi skinheads stomping all over like the Blue Anon motherfuckers would have you believe. Pardon my French. Yeah. Um, Sorry, uh, it, I find it absurd that people are buying this shit, man. Yeah. I mean, we're watching. We're, you could just flip from one news station to the other and see two conflicting stories. Yeah. It, this is the reason why, well, one of the reasons why I did the episode on white supremacy, um, mm -hmm. because I mean, I'm, I'm far from being a racist person, right? But the way things are, it's like the government, they want that divide, they want that conflict between yes. us. 100%. And, I mean, and white supremacy, at the end of the day, mate, how I see it is, it's just another gang. It's like you've got... You've got your black gangs, you've got Crips, Bloods, and there's probably many more mm -hmm. different races oh, yeah. have got different gangs. And that's all it is. But because you've got a skinhead, they might, oh, they've been the Nazis, this, the that. Yep. It's not um, always the case. Have you heard of G.E. Griffin? G.E. He was Griffin. An, an author back in the day. He, he wrote a book and did a series called More Dangerous Than War. And in it, he explains how a government is taken over from the inside. They yeah. start to use the black population against the white population and not because they're on their side, because they want to use them as cannon fodder. And they want to cause as much havoc and damage as they can before they swoop in and take the guns away. And we're watching that happen in real life right now. Like more, it, it? more deadly than war or more dangerous than war is the name of it um, by G.E. Griffin. And it, it is Griffin. a fascinating, uh, you know, I posted a piece of it on my YouTube channel 
It is one of the few things that I did post on my YouTube channel at uh, Child of Ash 420. I, I recommend anybody that hasn't seen that go look at it and tell me that that's not happening in real time right now. And that dude wrote that and, and said that and put it in front of our faces back in the 1950s and 60s. Well, did you say it's on your YouTube, Ash? I, I did. I posted a video of it on my YouTube. Um, right, what I'll do, what I'll do with the show notes, I'll I'll copy the link and add it to the show notes. Is that all right? Right on, yeah, please. Oh, nice one. That'll be, uh, that'll be good, that way. Yep, just look for the title, G.E. Griffin, More Deadly Than War, More Dangerous Than War. I can't remember the exact wording right now, but it's there. It's yeah. black and white. Nice one, mate. It, it's yeah, old. I'll have a look for that. You know? He laid it out, man. I mean, that, that guy broke it down, laid it out exactly how a, a takeover would happen in the U.S., how they would first infect the government from the inside. They would get agents of socialism and communism implanted into the U.S. government and then start to break down the judicial system by corrupting prosecutors. And, I mean, we're watching all of this happen in real time. So... It, it it's something that we're uh, we're experiencing, and there's no doubt about it. I mean, the receipts are there, man. It's yeah, right. uh, crazy, isn't it? Crazy, yeah. mate. Crazy. Well, uh, I'm just looking at time now, Ash. Yeah, I've got uh, to uh, get in there and chop up some food for the kid, man. Yeah, nice one, mate. Uh, Tell soon for me as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Nice hey, one. it's uh, been a pleasure, mate. And I will talk to you. Uh, excuse me. I will talk yeah. to you again on uh, Wednesday. I believe we'll yeah, all be Wednesday. in the same chat. Yeah. Yes, mate. Uh, but before you go, do you want to let everybody know where they can get hold of you, please, Ash? Yeah, yeah. Uh, T.me, Greyhorn Pagans. Um, the Tribe of the Greyhorn Pagans is where I am most of the time. You'll find me in there. My my handle in there is Joshua Thane of the Greyhorn Pagans. Um, I have a YouTube channel, Child of Ash 420. On Twitter, I'm Child of Ash 420. Basically, everywhere else you can find me as Child of Ash 420. Nice one, mate. Nice Mine, well, it's all the same. Sound, sound. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you, mate. Uh, I can't that's wait for Wednesday too. as well. <laughs> yeah, man, that's going to be a deep one. That's going to yeah, be a deep one. F- I, I, I look forward to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice one, mate. Well, I'm just going to stop recording now. Thanks again, Ash. All right, John. six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face. The blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes.